This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Liam Maitland, KCBS Foodie Champ at Spring Mountain Vineyard. St. Helena with me, winemaker Justin Hirigoyen. Justin, good to see you, my friend. How are you? Excellent. Thanks for coming out to see us. Happy to do so. There's wine less than two inches from my hand. So I'm a very happy man today. Before we get into your story, uh, what are we drinking? First up, what do we have here? Right now we have a glass of our 2016 Sauvignon Blanc, uh, all from the estate here at Spring Mountain. It would be naughty not to have a little taste. So here we go. Mm. Well, that's a gift from the gods right there. It's all about the freshness, the minerality, and the balance. Life is good, Justin. It is crush time. Uh, the sound of some fork lifts in the background. Uh, a good crush so far? Excellent year. Uh, yields are up. Quality is up. We're all really happy to come to the end of a great season. Yeah. Everyone's uh, crush season extended a bit because of that bumper yield. Everyone wondering, where are we going to put all this extra fruit? <laughs> We're definitely stuffing barrels left and right in the cellar. It's a good problem to have, right? Yes. Let's talk about your journey. Uh, the son of a chef, Chef Gerald Hiragoyen. Disclosure, dear friend, uh, been eating at uh, chef's restaurants for 20 years, um, and I know how passionate he is about your journey and keeping me up to date over the years. So finally, we're, we're spending some time together. Uh, your journey did not begin in wine. You went to college for nothing to do with winemaking. Nothing and, and everything sometimes, yeah. but po- political science. <laughs> Has it helped you at all? Yes, yes. A lot of uh, navigating the blending table and, and working in some politics there. Yeah, so it did pay off then, huh? Absolutely. Uh, a journey to France would really change the course, would change the course of, would change the course of your life. Uh, tell, tell me about uh, going to France. Where did you go first? Uh, and what was it? Uh, about the idea of making wine that ignited that fire in your belly. You know, I was coming back from from school and having these extended dinners with a lot of great chefs, and my dad is certainly guilty as charged for great food and great wine. Um, and I loved kind of the mix of bringing people together, but also the, the, the practical element of working with my hands, farming, um, you know, getting to know the land and, and put something special together that you can share. And to go to France... And to embark on this journey uh, in the region uh, known for the, some of the best wine in the world. We're in Napa. I can't say it's the best wine in the world, but someone may hear us. Uh, tell me about your first mentor and the first person to really teach you the ropes and, uh, and share their knowledge with you around winemaking. Yeah, I met uh, my now mentor, Patrick Léon in Provence. And he is one of those kind of rare, just extremely humble and accomplished people in the industry. And, and he... Um, you know, saw that spark in my eye and took me under his wing and, and have kind of worked around or with him uh, since my first harvest in 2010. And uh, you were working with Patrick where exactly? So first at Chateau uh, Desclans in Provence, then um, at his family domain in Fronsac, Chateau Les Trois Croix, and then for a friend of his, uh, Bernard Hervé uh, in Burgundy. Tell me about the French and, and how they go about making wine. How different is it? And the culture, how different is it from the way they do things here? Uh, in Napa? 
they uh, definitely think we're the new kids on the block, uh, <laughs> despite all the judgment of Paris tastings. And, and I'm half French, so I can, yeah. you know, I can joke. Uh, <laughs> but they, uh, they definitely have a vineyard and history kind of focused uh, approach to winemaking. And it's hard, uh, you know, when you can say, ah, we've been in business since uh, 1545. It's tough to argue with that, isn't it? It is. We at Spring Mountain say 1873, and everybody thinks it's oh, really shock. old. Yeah. But uh, they laugh at us over yeah. there when we say that. Isn't that funny? 1873 to anyone here. Oh, my gosh, that's ancient. <laughs> um, your connections uh, and your connection to Patrick would, would bring you back home uh, and bring you here to Spring Mountain. Uh, set the scene for us. Where is Spring Mountain? Where are we exactly? And what will people discover when they get here? We're just outside the city of St. Helena, and we start at about 400 feet, and we go up to 1,600 feet. So it's this incredible uh, 200 acres, 211 acres planted, diverse, steep hillside terraced vineyards um, that's really rugged and, and extremely beautiful. In this region, Spring Mountain itself became an AVA in like 93, is that correct? It was the early 90s, and we, you know, we kind of came to terms with lending them the name. So they're the Spring Mountain District, and yeah. we make up roughly about 20% of that AVA. Take me back to your first time coming here. What did you see? What was your vision? What did you imagine uh, as the possibilities uh, in terms of making wine here? Well, I had spent the better part of five years in France, and I had a certain conception of what Napa was. And, you know, I'm half French, so maybe there was a, a bent to it that wasn't so favorable. But I came back in March to see the property with Patrick and was just enamored from, from day one. It's just an exceptionally beautiful place. And there's so many different vineyard blocks, 135 vineyard blocks and soil types and clones that I could really see the potential of the property and putting all that together to make something truly exceptional. So as a winemaker, this... It's a pretty impressive playpen to work in, right? There's almost nothing like it in California. I will be honest about yeah. that. And coming from France and making wine French style, uh, you landed on your feet here. I did, yeah. We, we definitely have a more kind of reserved, elegant style here, so I, I fit right into to that program. How many varietals? We have all of the Bordeaux varieties, um, so Sauvignon Blanc, Semillon in the whites, but we're focused on the reds, and that's Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, Merlot, Malbec, and Petit Verdot. We just had a taste of this gorgeous 2016 Spring Mountain Vineyard Sauvignon Blanc. Right next door here, uh, we have a Cabernet. Tell me about it. This is our 2014 Cabernet. It's a special vintage for me. It was my first one here. Um, and this is all from our estate. Um, and it's a, a beautiful kind of, you know, highlighting a forward, more drought year, uh, concentrated vintage. And this is my favorite sound, Justin. Go on, do the honors. It never gets old. I won't drink alone. <laughs> Got a drink with me here. Uh, 2014 Spring Mountain Cabernet. Here we go. Chin chin, my friend. Cheers. And one more to the to half the half French side. Boom. Here we go. <laughs> that is a darn fine wine right there. Good concentration, but good freshness too. You can see it's still a baby, but will we'll age for another 15 years, no problem. You know, that's a big question for me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm someone who always loves to pop open a bottle any time to celebrate. It's Monday. Let's open a pop, bottle of wine. But, you know, when, when you put something away, I'm always wondering, how long do you put it away for? Is this a wine that you would say, hey, keep it for a few years. It'll be, it'll, it'll be as beautiful, even more elegant in five years. What, what do you say to the consumer when they ask those questions? Well, I always tell them to buy a case. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? Buy a case? <laughs> buy a case. And, uh, you know, check on it. You know, if you have six bottles, let's say, and, and you open it now and it's too tight and austere, 
than try it in a year. But, you know, we give guidelines here, and, and this one's definitely in the a 10 to 15-year wine. But we have wines from the property that go back to 79 that are still incredibly fresh. I love that you do have a deep library, of course, visits here by appointment only. But there is the opportunity uh, for your fans of the wine club of, of the winery rather to come and actually take a pretty deep delve right absolutely our ownership's been great about holding back a certain percentage every year and when people join the wine club they get access to all those back vintages what part of the journey do you love most and and talk me through the journey uh, a lot of people you know they they know about crush but what is the journey for example let's just take the journey uh from the vine to the glass uh a cab like this it's a lot of, of planning and hard work. Uh, there's a lot of glamour in the wine industry and great meals, and I, and I see that side of it too. But there's a lot of, you know, it starts uh, before bud, bud break. It starts in the season before when you're talking about pruning and, mm-hmm. and really trying to dial in each, each individual block and try and get the best expression from, from each area. And farming throughout the season and then, you know, getting into the winery and, and trying not to mess it up from there. <laughs> Don't mess it up. Mm-hmm. And you said you have 135 blocks to work with. That's... That's a lot of blocks. That's a lot of wine. It is. Uh, we, we don't get bored, but that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Is there one part of the process you enjoy more than others, Justin? I think my favorite is when to pick the grapes. Yeah. Uh, that, that moment that, you know, you can't, you can't miss it and you can't go back in time and put them back on the vine. So it's, it's really exciting to see a full year in the vineyard kind of come to an end and, and you know, start, start dropping fruit. Uh, and you just mentioned earlier that it's, it's been an abundant year. Uh, what made this past year an abundant year? You know, we had really ideal uh, fruit set. We had great weather conditions, um, and you know, the vines, uh, the vines were just ready to give an abundant, uh, abundant crop. Yeah, there's got to be another reward for you, I'm sure, when you're sitting with your family and you pop open a bottle of wine that you played a part in. That's got to feel pretty good, right? Yeah, there's definitely that, you know, bringing people together. And there's a time capsule element to, to yeah. the wine industry. And, and it takes me back to 14 when I was, you know, thrown into this property and trying to wrap my head around it. And now to, to be able to sit back and enjoy that is a great reward. For those who've never been here, uh, why should they come and visit? And how can people come and visit you here at Spring Mountain Vineyard? Well, you can check us out at the website, which is springmountainvineyard.com. They should come here uh, for the extensive library, but also for the kind of unique uh, terroir that we have here. It's one of the most diverse and beautiful settings in in Napa Valley. And and I'm still kind of proud to say that we're we're still a hidden gem. So get in while you can. And, of course, it would be naughty for me to mention when you come here, folks. I mean, talk about bucolic. uh, Beyond bucolic, it's just a stunning property. The vines at this time of year, it's like a patchwork quilt of green, golds, browns, orange, yellows. Uh, it's pretty sensational, right? It is. Uh, people always joke that, you know, it must be terrible to come and work here every day. And, and I have to chuckle, but I do agree with them. It's a pretty special place. Yeah. And, of course, there are some people who ask about a certain house that's on this property. It is the, the old Falcon Crest house, so we get a lot of the Cresters uh, knocking on the door as well. Is that what you call them, the Cresters? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Justin, um, keep on doing what you're doing. Uh, I love that you found your passion, uh, and you're doing it. You're making great wines here in Napa. Um, to you, my friend. Cheers. Thank you. And you are going to share the wine notes with us, right? Absolutely. Love that. Uh, Folks, more on these two lovely wines we had, the Sauvignon Blanc, the Cabernet Sauvignon, both by Spring Mountain Vineyard. More on the story of winemaker Justin Hirogoyen. You'll find it at kcbsradio.com and click on Foodie Chap. Salute.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.